You are listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud, conversations about trauma and healing from two women who are doing the work. My name is Jeremiah Jones, and I'm the producer of this podcast. In today's episode, Candace and Cher begin a new series looking at how we cultivate specific traits we want to grow in as we heal from the effects of complex childhood trauma. Deep listening is a gift we are given and a gift we can offer in order to experience feeling seen and heard. Listen in as Candace and Cher discuss how deep listening is a trait we can develop as we experience being seen and heard. Hi, everyone. This is Candace with Processing Trauma Out Loud, and I am with my colleague Cher to have another discussion about topics that we believe are not only important to us, but important for our listeners. And Cher, we've been getting some feedback lately from some of our listeners that has been really encouraging on how just little action steps that they're taking has been helpful in their healing journey. Yeah, it's been so great to hear. It is. I mean, it is why we're doing this. Today, we are going to start a series. Not sure how many we will have in this series, but we're going to be talking about cultivating certain traits or qualities within ourselves and things that we want to grow in and also how it can be helpful for the relationships that we have with each other. Today, we're going to be talking about cultivating deep listening. So I'm just going to start out with a question for you. Coming from a place of having healing from complex childhood trauma, how does that affect our ability to listen deeply? Yeah, it's such a good question, Candace. And I think I could talk for a long, we could talk for a long time just about this because I think when we have experienced complex childhood trauma, we are internal a lot have loud voices in our head. We have sensations in our body. We have triggers. We have a lot of things that can really shut us down. We can be in in a self-protective mode a lot. We can be with people, but really not be with them so often. And so when we enter conversations, it can feel scary or it can feel dangerous or it can feel like this is a space where I could really mess up and bring a lot of shame. Yeah, it's it's just a place where there can be a lot of internal struggle where the other person doesn't have a clue that all of this is going on inside of us. Mm-hmm. But when we have experienced that kind of trauma, we have a lot of noise going on that can keep us really separated from engaging deeply. When you said that we can be with people, but not really with them. The reason why that's true is because as littles, often we had people with us, but not really with us. I mean, it's actually something that we learned. Yeah. To not know what being fully present and attuned to looks like. And so we didn't develop that. In our conversation, before the conversation, we identified two groups of people that hopefully this, this will speak to. And so as a listener, you can be curious, like, where are you at on this journey? We identified that there are those that are just still in this deep place of emotional turmoil and pain. Things are noisy on the inside, a lot of complexity, a lot of fragmentation, and you need to be deeply heard and deeply seen for for maybe a long time that leads you towards healing. Because only when we heal those emotional wounds, do we have space to be able to do that for other people in the way that they need it in a deeper level. Or you may just be gaining some real neat traction on your healing journey 
and you've been attuned to, you have, you have felt cared for and seen and soothed and, and safe in relationship. And you're going, wow, I, I really want to provide that gift to other people. And just curious, where do you feel like you fall? in that space of needing a lot of care and attention or or you're ready to know how to provide that for other people. So I'll just ask you, Cher, where do you feel like you're at <laughs> today? <laughs> yeah, because I think we we feel differently on different days. And there's not a right or a wrong here. It's 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 really like where are we? Sometimes I show up and I really need and long for attunement. Sometimes I will even say, or I will even ask for it. I'm really needing to process something and I, and I can't do it on my own. I, I'm just finding myself getting caught in the swirl. Would you be willing to just really come and do some deep listening so that I can see if I can work through this? Sometimes I will ask for that now. A lot of times I long for it, but I don't ask for it because it's hard to it's hard to say those words, but I also find that more and more I'm wanting to show up and really offer the goodness that I have been given so generously and so beautifully. But mm -hmm. I think we can be anywhere in, even in a day and mm -hmm. that's okay. I love that you're naming that because you're saying it can coexist. Yeah. That we we have days or moments that we are going to ask for what we need and someone hearing us. But as we experience that and we do have less of that inner turmoil and noise, it doesn't mean that we still don't need that. It just means that as a listener, when we're offering that to other people, we're able to do that just more fully from a place of not making assumptions, having more curiosity, being able to listen in a way that helps the speaker really kind of start to hear themselves and really understand themselves as well. It's not just about us understanding them. Some really good questions can help someone start to get a more clear picture on how they feel and what they think. I know you're so good at that. We'll be in conversation at times and Man, you'll just ask a question or you'll just pause or I would say you're an expert at this share. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I well, didn't say I, perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. I would definitely not call myself uh, an expert. I would definitely say that I am growing and that it is something that I love to do because I have always wanted to help people. I've always mm -hmm wanted to help people find freedom, even long before I had freedom myself. I think now that I have experienced this goodness, it is a joy to offer it to others. I'm learning too. just, you know, one of the skills that's really needed in this is moving away from the distractions or turning away from the distractions and really focusing on and listening carefully to what is being said. For some personalities, that's probably easier or more difficult. So I, I will just say that. I think just tuning in with that kind of focus does come a little bit easier for me, I will say. But as I have experienced this goodness toward me, I'm, I'm showing up even with it differently as I'm more aware of what's going on in my body when I'm in the midst of a conversation. But yeah, I think it might be good to talk about what is we're talking here about wanting to cultivate this, this skill or this trait of being able to be a good listener, a deep listener, or 
on the on the converse side to have someone who comes to us with a with that skill of deeply listening to us if the opposite of deep listening is distracted listening how would you define that my thoughts are gravitating towards this isn't a caveat it's just when you were speaking i realized you know one thing that i've noticed that you do in your practices is you actually get yourself still, I do this too, to actually listen to ourselves. So I think we learn to do that because we've had someone do it for us. And we, and really it can come as an invitation, you know, to be still, to listen deeply, not just to others, but to ourselves. And some of the distractions of that really can be anything from kind of some sabotaging behaviors we have of always having our phone. It can be from, you know, noticing that we don't really want to listen because we have anger. There's really a myriad of things that can become distractions. But I think if we set an intention to be still ourselves and to to listen, that can be something that we can begin to notice. What am I being distracted by? And then, you know, I told you before we pushed record, we were talking about sometimes we get triggered as we're listening and that can become a distraction. And I was sharing with you a few weeks ago, I was meeting with someone and something they said, like I, I was attuning, I have so much joy in noticing when I'm listening and there's resonance between me and the person they're feeling seen and heard that gives me joy, but I got triggered and I was sharing with you that I noticed my thoughts wanted to drift over what was happening internally through something they said. I did this all in like 30 seconds, for sure less than a minute. I just kind of breathed and I went, okay, I see you and I'm going to get back to you. I see what's going on here and I'm going to care for this part, but we're going to do that later. And was able to become just ease right back into being fully present with the person that I was with. I really love that so much. And I, I, and I appreciate you saying it because it's just real. I I was reading and I won't get these numbers exactly right, but our mouth speaks. So when we're in a conversation with someone, they are speaking about 200 words per minute, but the brain can actually hear four to 600 words per minute. Mm -hmm. So we speak much slower than we can listen or take in what is being said. So it just makes sense that our brain is going to have other things that come in while someone is talking, especially if they're formulating their thoughts or maybe repeating themselves or struggling to get out what what they're saying. Our brain is going to be moving faster. So it does require intentionality and you know maybe some discipline to to really focus on and stay engaged with the person who is talking it makes me think of the guy that i was sharing with you that said that he actually does some rituals before he enters into and he he calls it giving my attention not paying attention. He calls it giving my attention because I'm receiving a gift from them to get to know them and hear them. And I want to offer them the gift of my full presence and attention before he goes into conversations where he knows he's going to be giving his attention. He just performs a few rituals to be intentional about how he wants the speaker 
to experience his presence. And I just, man, I loved that so much. I love that too, because, and and we talked about why is deep listening so important for people who have complex childhood trauma? Mm -hmm. And we kind of named two things that we typically experience a lot when we grow up in that kind of situation. We are dismissed a lot and or we are consumed a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really worthy for us to talk about both of those concepts a little bit, because what you're describing here in this man before he meets with people and he is going to offer his attention, Mm. he's being very proactive to not be dismissive or not be consumptive, but to show up in a way where he's offering something very, very important to them in this exchange that is about to happen. Let's just talk a little bit, though, about what does it feel like to grow up in a place where we have only known dismissiveness or consumption? And do you want to just talk about maybe let's just start with being dismissed? What does that do to us? Why does that make this whole concept of of deep listening hard or super important? I'm wondering if we can do just a little bit of a definition. I really think this could be the topic of our next episode. I want to say can even be life-changing once you identify if you grew up feeling dismissed or you grew up feeling consumed. And sometimes it's a mixture of both. But when we identify what our experience was, we actually can get a pathway of getting out of those types of patterns for ourselves and, and sometimes needing to let other people, I mean, we're talking, we're going to talk about setting boundaries. And sometimes those boundaries look like I need more communication from you. And sometimes those boundaries look like I I actually need you to talk to somebody else about this. What do you feel about letting people know today that we think that this deep listening can change? you, You said this when we were processing the conversation. If we understand this and we get the help and healing we need and we develop the skill of deep listening, you said these words, I think this could change the world. Because you and I both know it has changed our lives. It has changed our hearts. It has changed our brains. It has changed our bodies. Having this experience where we have been, and I will use the word loved lavishly and generously by people who gave us their attention and who heard our hearts and drew us out in those deep places and helped us learn that there are people in this world who are trustworthy, where we can bring our deep hurts and wounds and vulnerabilities and where we can let our shame be seen. We've, we know that. We've experienced that. We have experienced the, the, the rich goodness of this. And we know it has changed our lives and it's changed our worlds, really. It, it, it is changing our worlds. It's changing our relationships. So yes, I do believe that this growing into this dynamic in relationships of deep listening absolutely could change the world. Yeah. One beautiful life at a time. I wholeheartedly agree. It was good to be with you as we start this series on things that we would like to cultivate into our life as we heal from complex childhood trauma. And we will come back next week and pick up the conversation of what does it mean to have experienced more dismissal 
growing up or being consumed growing up. Sound good, friend? Sounds so good. Love you. I love you too. Thank you for listening to Processing Trauma Out Loud. Make sure to check out the show notes for links to suggested resources and social media. Like, subscribe, and follow to keep up with our weekly content. And if you don't mind, take a moment to rate and review us. Your feedback is extremely valuable and contributes to the success of this podcast. One last thing, if you have found this podcast helpful in any way, or if you have questions on how to take the next steps on your healing journey, please reach out to us via email at CandiceShare at gmail.com. That's K-A-N-D-A-C-E-S-H-E-R at gmail.com. Music was created by Kayla Paxton, and our sound engineer is Jeremiah Jones of Audit Story, LLC. We welcome you to join us for more conversations soon. Take care.